Hello, everybody, and welcome to Recruiting Real Talk. I am your host, Trevor Bowlers, and with my co-host, J.C. Moreau, we get to have a special guest today. It's really exciting because we get Rachel Overton to join us as a parent of a child whose recruiting journey is uh, coming to a close. Rachel, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. It's a, it's a relief to be reaching the end of recruiting Yeah, for Claire. But it's exciting too, isn't it? It's very exciting. She is thrilled and um, relieved. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Still working hard though. So JC, coming closer to this point, when you're, when you're just in the beginning like we are, well, like I am, and going, okay, how is this all going to land? I have to believe that her word relief is a perfect one for the feeling. Yeah, I think once you get to that point, Rachel could speak to this better than I can, but no matter how the whole process journey goes over one, two, three, four, five years, you're just glad it was stressful to some capacity, whether or not it was too much attention, too little attention, wanting this, not, you know, the uncertainties, the the, the amount of work you got to put into it, you know, and, and Claire on her end on the volleyball athletic development end, you know, worked very hard, but then as parents doing a, your research and homework, which sure you guys did, Rachel, uh, that by the time you get to the end and you're happy with the decision, especially, then it was all worth it. Yeah, it was worth the time and the work that we put in. So, Rachel, your daughter Claire is going to go to University of Tampa. Yes. But she's not playing classic volleyball. She's playing that new rogue upstart beach thing. <laughs> she's an Iowa corn girl that's going to go play some beach. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw her tweet about going to Tampa and retweeted it. I was really excited for her because, you know, you're an Iowa kid and all Iowa kids dream of going to the beach. No question. And Claire especially, apparently. Especially, yes. <laughs> So to get into it, let's talk about the beginning of the journey, mm-hmm. right? Um, Claire's growing up. How, how did you guys know that she had an interest in, you know, playing at another level? Yeah, you know, we didn't think anything about that at first. Um, Claire had a babysitter, actually, who played for the club that she plays for, the Iowa Rockets, who is four or five years older than her, and she ended up going through the recruiting process and playing Division One indoor out in Boston. And so that got Claire thinking like, oh, there's volleyball beyond high school potentially. And so she is playing with the Iowa Rockets club and at a very high competitive level and just decided that she didn't want to stop. I mean, when, when they don't have practice or they don't have high school season or club season, she's beating the ball against the wall at her house. And so she just, she knew that she wanted to pursue pursue volleyball beyond high school. And as that becomes more apparent, was it clear to you guys how you could help her? Or did you have to, you know, find some other parents or people that have been through it and or your peer group and say, okay, what do we do to help Claire? Yeah, that's definitely, I think like in all things in life is it's so beneficial to to talk with people who have already been through it or are are going through it, like that next step ahead of you. And that's what we did. We um, talked with uh, one of her club teammates has an older sister that went through the recruiting process. And so her parents were very helpful in guiding us toward the NCSA, one of the recruiting um, groups in the nation. And so 
Yeah, we started there, and uh, and then we just asked a lot of questions through Lauren at Rockets, then started helping with recruiting, and so she was a great one to ask questions to. Now, one thing, Trevor, um, you know, I know, know this from working with Claire that summer and made the beach comment because she had mentioned that she was interested to go to South for college, uh, which we don't hear that often from kids here, which shocks me, actually. But anyway, uh, and they were going to visit some schools, and she went to several camps developmentally from a just becoming a better volleyball player and going to skills camps and then if that evolved into more of an exposure camp or going to a school so the coach you know there's a recruiting interest you know when did that start how did that start what kind of what grade maybe were you in when you first started going to camps yeah so claire did let's see it was last summer so it would be the summer after her sophomore year so we started um claire started actually with our help then doing some recruiting, looking um, online at what schools she might be interested in, um, deciding first where she wanted to go, um, like how far away from home. And for her, it was not a question that she wanted to go somewhere warm. Um, she's always been a kid that that doesn't need to stay close to home. And so that was one criteria before she chose the camps. Um, she also was deciding what size of school and also what she wanted to study in school. So, you know, all of those factors, we worked through that whole sophomore year of high school to help narrow down what area of the country and what schools she would want to look at. And then that led her to choosing to go to several different camps last summer, so the summer after her sophomore year. She also had had some phone calls she called and talked with a couple of the recruiting coordinators at those colleges who then said, oh, yeah, come to camp. And so, um, yeah, after her sophomore year was when she started to do camps last year. And it really helped her realize maybe where she did and did not fit in and where she did and did not want to play and what level. So that was really helpful. So the camps kind of made it clear to her, like, the, the type of player that she was or the level of player that she was? Absolutely, yep. She really saw some of the other girls there and realized at some of the, the high Division one camps that she did not fit and she did not want to play that, that she wanted to play. She wanted to go to a school where she could be an impact player, where she could play, and then also where she could study the the major or the the classes that that she was going to get a degree in. So she wanted to be able to do both. And her size, yes, and her athletic abilities, yes, but also the commitment that those colleges require in their athletics was not where she saw herself. And it took going to those camps to realize that. This is great stuff, Trevor, because I think so many kids just will think, you know, D1, because it sounds cool. And she was one of those kids. She was definitely one of those kids. I'm sure initially almost nobody isn't. But uh, as we've talked about, getting out and and going to camps, being, you know, experiencing things, it's not just the ability either. If you're at a huge school and you realize, wow, this is very talented kids, you also learn a little bit about the culture of the place, just the way the camp is run, the way the coaches, you know, expect you to behave. No, behave is the wrong word. Uh, You know, the training, you know, talking, if there often will have players, current players there as coaches helping. Absolutely. Um, you can talk to them and just, you learn a bit about the culture of the place. And a lot of times that D1 thing is not as glamorous as it sounds. I guess you um, demystify it a little. Yeah. And you really, you know, the difference between high D2, low D1 and ability is very small. Uh, but 
you know, the expectations may be a little different. You just may be more comfortable. And that's something you mean that, like being on a beach? <laughs> well, that was just an icing on the cake, I guess. <laughs> I still, it kind of baffles me. There aren't 80% of the people we ask here don't give that answer. It is so uncommon. I think it would be obvious. I want to go south right now. And I wish that I had a child I could go visit that lived in Tampa. Um, but nobody mentions it. Claire was the only girl I can remember that said south. <laughs> it's warm. So your connection to the older girl is what caused you guys to seek out the Rockets mm-hmm. and play for them. Yes. Right? Yep. And and that proved to be a great launching point for you guys. Absolutely. Rockets taught her such fantastic fundamentals and then just build upon those. Yeah. Was that a different... Was there... Did you look at any other clubs? Was that a... I know for some people that's a difficult decision, uh, depending on where they live, obviously. But here, there's a few options. Yeah, we're really lucky. There are some really great clubs uh, within an hour and a half of Iowa City. And initially, no, we didn't look elsewhere because we didn't know elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the last couple of years, she's been sort of recruited from other clubs, but just loves the Iowa Rockets and their philosophy and how they teach. And, um, and she loves her teammates. That You know, that goes a long way. And... That sort of feeling that you belong somewhere goes a long way. Yes. And, and it helps continue to make the game, even through the recruiting process, which can be stressful, mm-hmm. right? It just, just makes it better. Now, let's, let's talk about some of those communication things that you guys and her, did you guys like coach before you had a phone call? You know, were, were you preparing her for the phone call and then like, you know, just, hey, if they ask this, you know, we're ready with this type of answer type thing. Yeah, definitely. We, um, again, through the NCSA website, their their database is just fantastic. And they had a couple um, kind of classes or things like for Claire to read that helped coach her through what, what to do when you speak with a college coach. And so we helped Claire come up with a list of, you know, five to seven questions that she would, just real general questions that you would ask every single college coach that you spoke with just for that initial phone call. So she had her piece of paper and her pencil and had um, her questions written down. And then she would always talk on the phone. Now, now, until she reached a certain age, she had to call them. And so, cause they can't call mm-hmm. the athlete. So she would call the coach and it was a little robotic at first where she was like, hi, this is Claire. And here's my first question. I mean, not <laughs> really that blunt, but, um, but then over time as she made more and more phone calls, it just became more conversational, but to start for sure, we worked with her to have her set questions and, and then they had questions for her too. So it was a great learning process for her in, in maturing and conversation also. That's a huge, I mean, yeah, we've talked about this and what we talked about, right? And kids don't have those skills right now. And, uh, you know, regardless of volleyball or what, what have happened the fact that she had to take ownership of the thing and you know grab the wheel and go with it uh, because ultimately it's her life uh, yeah they don't want to talk to her parents they want to talk to her and yeah. so many kids you know fail to see that and then so many parents for whatever reason don't want to let their child do it and I understand at a really young age maybe I understand that but I just think you're doing the child a disservice if you are constantly doing all the communicating for them those are the kids that you hear about to go to the 
you know, their parents call the professor in college when they get a grade they didn't like. You know, the, what? <laughs> you know, everybody tries to help their kid to some degree. Right. And, and all, but this was a you know, great example of the kid taking the bull by the horns yeah. and, and making those phone calls, doing that communication. Yeah. Yeah, well, we can be, if we're honest, I mean, my husband and I were sitting right there with our ears to the phone listening in, and right. I was taking notes for her as to what the coach was saying as she was asking the questions because her little brain could only focus on like one or two things at once. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great learning process for all of us. So let's talk about like what's going to happen now that um, she's kind of decided where she wants to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the beach program in Tampa is just starting. Um, so there, there is a possibility of scholarship there, right? Yes. And that's got to be exciting for her. Yeah, you know, she um, she loves the beach. Even in Iowa, the sand volleyball that they play in Des Moines and Cedar Falls and just the whole, um, so I would say beach volleyball first and then scholarship for her second is is the the key there. It's the, the beach volleyball and the academics at Tampa that she's just thrilled about. She loves beach volleyball. She never thought she would play beach volleyball really because we're from Iowa. But then when the opportunity presented itself last summer after camp, um, Claire really embraced it and talked with the coach and she loves the idea of it's two on two and that, that she gets to pass and set and hit and um, it's outside on the beach and kind of a hipster atmosphere. So it's it's just um, totally fits her. I forgot the main question, though, no, no. <laughs> as I was busy celebrating Claire on the beach. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> as, you celebrating, yeah. as you should. As you should. No, that actually answered the main question. And when you, uh, when you look back, advice that you would say to any parent that that came to you and asked about hey my kid i think they want to play you know what would you what would be the first advice that you'd give her well personally the first bit of advice i would give them is first talk about academics reminding them and reminding their child that the sport that they're hoping to play may not go beyond college, may not go beyond high school, but if they play in college, you know, it's a select few that get to go on and play pro. Mm -hmm. Um, So to just keep that in perspective as they're going through the recruiting process, um, I would also say that it's start to talk about what do you think you're interested in academically? Where does your child see him or herself going? Like what's the radius from home? And then um, size, like we knew that Claire probably would thrive best in a small to medium sized school that she might get just lost in the shuffle in a really big school, you know, like the University of Iowa. I think start there and, and just trust in the process. Do your homework and let your child kind of be the, the one that steers it and um, support them. That's all. I mean, you want to like, give you a pat on the back right now for doing such a good job, mom. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, it's, uh, uh, it's good for me to hear with the you know, younger kids that you want to support them, obviously, but letting them guide it for one, you know, to develop those skills that they need to communicate and just be responsible, take care of themselves. But also, I think if you're passionate about something, you're going to take the bull by the horns and go with it. If you're not as passionate about it, you may not. You may find some things out 
during the process that you know, maybe I'm not as interested, I'm not as committed, I'm not as whatever. Uh, every kid's going to be different, but the way you guys handled that was was fantastic, and obviously doing your homework and the, the education, and kudos to you guys. Well, I'll be honest. I think that this is going to be a uh, great episode for parents to listen to. Um, we want more of this. So parents, uh, we will be contacting you because we do want to share these types of stories from people who've been through this. And I think it only encourages everyone to do that type of homework, ask those questions and have those conversations with their children. Mm-hmm. Right? Because then you get a real feel for how it's going to work out. So thank you, Rachel. I really appreciate you being on the show. You are welcome. I'm just pumped. You're fired up right now. I am fired up. This is real talk. It is good stuff. It is useful, very valuable stuff. It's it's for people to hear. That's why we're doing this, right? Mm -hmm. To share these type of stories. So if you like this, which I hope you do, uh, please give us a like on SoundCloud or Stitcher or iTunes. Um, Give us a question. Shoot us a question. We'll answer it. Um, and if we don't know, we'll find somebody to answer it. We hope you enjoy it. Listen, this has been the Green Blood Rock. Have a good day.